0: Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Now, here's Pastor Justin Reimer. Well, here we are, Vivid Church at home. I don't know how many weeks we've been in this. I don't know how many more weeks it will be until we can gather again together in person. But what I do know is that this is an honor to be able to spend moments like this. What I what I do know is that God wants to use this time to speak to us. I am more excited about this final message in our series than I I can even remember. This is going to be a pretty big moment. I'm believing God's going to use it and speak to our hearts. So I want to invite you. Would you pray with me? And then let's get into this. Jesus, thank you so much that your presence is with us. Holy Spirit, I invite you to speak to every heart today. Speak to my heart again, even as I share these words. And I pray that you would spark something within us today that would light us on fire, not only us, but it would bring a change to the world around us. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, if you were with us last week, you know we ended with this thought, that everyone in Christ has a very dark past and everyone in Christ has a very bright future. Here we are caught in between the already and the not yet, the the dark past of what we've been brought out of and the incredible, resplendent, glorious future that God is calling us into. That's in 1 Peter chapter 2 in verse 9 where he says this, but you're a chosen people, you're a royal priesthood, you're a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who's called you out of darkness and into his wonderful Light. God has a purpose for your life. God can put purpose even into the painful parts of your story and my story. The disappointing parts of our past actually become uh, plot lines, storylines to the incredible future, the work of redemption that God's done in our life. He has called us out. Have you ever felt like someone called you out? Have you ever felt like someone called you out and you're like, whoa, easy. Like, you don't have to, to, to put all the attention on me. But guess what? God, he's calling you out. He's calling me out. The, the church literally means the called out ones. God has called us out. But he's called us out that he can send us out. He's called us out of something and he's calling to send us into something. Out of the world. And guess where he's sending us? Right back into the world. That we could, having been changed by his grace, be Declarers or, or proclaimers or people who would share the message of the grace of God, the good news. That's why this this whole series, tell the world, has been so exciting for me. Even in a season where we're in lockdown, because there is still a sphere of influence around your life and mine that God is calling us to. You're chosen. You're anointed, you are anointed. You are special to God, and, and because of it, peculiar, and uh, and and you are holy. Because of the work of grace. God is doing something pretty incredible in us. The, the the slogan, Tell the World, it comes out of Psalm chapter 107. In the message it says this, Oh, thank God. He's so good. If, if you're with someone in the room right now, uh, could you just say to the people around you, say, so good. Oh, come on. Say it loud. Say, so good. If you're not with someone, why don't you throw that in the chat? So good. It, it says this, oh, thank God. He's So good. His love never runs out. All of you who are set free by God, tell the world. See, this is, is our call. God's called us out, and now he's sending us out to tell the world that incredible story. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Psalm 107. I want to unpack it a little bit more, and I want us to see that no matter what our story is, no matter what the details of that dark past, we find this common ground in what we've experienced in Jesus. Psalm 107, if you could get there with me. Ah, man, I'm excited about this. It's a beautiful passage of Scripture. Today, as Jennifer was sharing that thought about peace, that God is the the Prince of Peace, and that He gave us the gift of peace. You know, in, in the giving of the Holy Spirit, it means that we have not only been called peacefully by God, but we are sent out peacefully. In fact, in Isaiah 55, it says this, you'll go forth with joy and be led by peace. See, peace is the way that God has called us out. And peace is the way that God is sending us out. If you're in Psalm 107, check this out. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's in the NIV. Verse 3 says, those who God has gathered from the lands, from the east, the west, the north, and the south. And this passage of scripture then goes on to describe four different stories. All stories are about darkness and delight. All the stories are about lostness into being found. And all the stories conclude in giving honor and glory and worship to God. Look at the first story in verse 4. It says, Some wandered in the desert and in the wasteland. It goes on to describe what it feels like to be lost. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever been lost in such a way that your GPS keeps rerouting you and now you're saying, I don't know how to get back to where I started? Where the thought of just getting back to the point of lostness is like the best thing you can imagine, no longer is the destination even in mind. You're just trying to get unlost. Well, that's what it feels like to wander in the desert, to wander in a place where you you can't find your way out. And God says to those who have lost, maybe that's been the, the story of your life. The darkness of your past is a lost one. In verse seven, it says this, he led them out by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Do you know, I believe that's the, the story of what it feels like to be called out, what it feels like to be chosen by God and be brought out of darkness into light as I was lost, but now I'm found. I was wandering But then God made a straight path for me. If that's your story, you need to tell someone. If that's your story, then you have such a great platform to honor God from. In fact, in verse 8 of Psalm 107, it says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Why did God find you in your wandering? Not because he was feeling pity towards you. Not because you you proved something and your willingness to grind it out. No, no, it's because of his unfailing love. The the passion and the desire that he had for relationship with you caused him to find a straight way out and a place for you to settle. If you've been lost, the, the story of your dark past is one of lostness. But the bright future is what it's like to be found in a place where you can settle and live and thrive. Then verse 10, it says this, Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains. This is a story, not just of lostness, but a story of what it's like to live in guilt. I don't know about you, have you ever felt guilty for something? It's like the memory of the thing you did casts a shadow bigger than the thing you even did. It's like chains that you carry around with you. Maybe you hear the word chains and you say, I can relate. I know what it feels like to be caught in a cycle of sin. I know what it feels like to be caught in the chains of addiction. I know what it feels like to be saying, here I am again, I'm, I'm stuck in this prison. To those who have been imprisoned in guilt, it says, verse 14, he brought them out of darkness, that utter darkness, and he broke away their chains. Maybe even right now as you're watching this, there's something on the inside of you that's starting to bubble up this excitement and passion because you're like, that's my story. I have lived that story right there. I was guilty and imprisoned and chained up, but God set me free. Verse 14 says he brought them out of darkness and then 15 says the exact same thing as those who were lost. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Why did God set you free? Again, not because he felt pity, not because you proved your willingness to, to live in chain for long enough, but it was simply because of his unfailing love, his great kindness, his compassion towards you that he came and he set you free from those chains. It goes on to say, verse 17, some became fools through their rebellious ways and because of it, they suffered afflictions. It's speaking of someone who's, who's sick. It's speaking of someone who has, has experienced the, 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 the lack of strength that comes with wrong decisions. It's speaking to rebellion and, and to brokenness. Maybe that's been your story. You say, I, I don't really feel like I was wandering. I don't really feel like I was enchained, but I definitely know what it's like to feel the effects of bad decisions. I definitely know what it's like to, have to suffer the consequence of my own rebellion? Well, to those, verse 20 says this, he sent out his word and he healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Why did God heal? Again, not because of pity. Not because of the fact that we proved that we could the, the the pain that comes with rebellion for long enough. No, it's just... God's unfailing love. That's why verse 21 says this, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. I hope you're catching the theme right now. It says this, let those who have been redeemed tell their story. Let those who have been redeemed tell the world. In 1 Peter it says, we've been called out of darkness into light so that we might proclaim, that we might tell the story. And then fourthly it says this, verse 23 some went out to sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. And they saw the works of the Lord and the wonderful deeds in the deep. And it speaks of storms and tempests and waves and peril. Have you ever felt distressed? Have you ever felt like your life is in a storm? Maybe you feel like you've gone from one storm to another. Maybe as you look back on a season of peace, it just feels so far removed from what you've experienced in more recent times. Well, to those who are living in distress, it says this, verse 29, But God stilled the waters to a whisper, and the waves of the sea he hushed. Down to verse 31, it says this, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. I hope you see the theme, whether your story is being called from the east, the west, the north, the south, whether you're the lost one, the guilty one, the sick one, or the distressed one, whether you can resonate with the feeling of wandering or being enchained or being depleted or being tossed about by the waves of the sea, all of us have found the same hope because of the unfailing love of God. God loved us when we were at our worst. And at our very worst, he saw the best in us. At our very worst, he, he chose to extend himself towards us that we might experience the fullness of the peace that comes in being in relationship with God. This Psalm concludes with a statement that just keeps ringing through my ears all week long. It says this, let the one who is wise listen to these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Today I want to challenge you before you, you feel sent out, before you go out and proclaim to the world, before you say it's my job to tell my story, before you, you look at the audience around you in your sphere of influence and see the opportunities that are laid before you, I want you for a moment to simply ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. How good is the love of God? The Apostle Paul put it this way, how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we could be called the children of God. You know, I think a lot of people never proclaim the good story of what God did in their life because they don't yet see it as good news. Perhaps the the narrative they've created for their own life is I was kind of lost, but I found my way out. I was sort of enchained, but but I worked it out. I I was kind of sick, but... I got stronger and I grinded it and I gutted it out. I was distressed, but then I I made peace with my circumstances. When the truth of this is God found you when you were lost. God found you when you were in chain. God found you when you were sick. He found you when you were distressed. And because of his unfailing love, we have all been called out from our dark past into this beautiful, awesome, peaceful place of acceptance. In Jesus. Now turn with me, if you would, to the book of Ephesians. I I think you're going to see where this all ties together. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, you're going to see some of the same themes that run throughout. Called out of darkness into light. Uh, Those who have a a story of redemption tell it, because we've been called out of utter darkness into light. Philippians chapter 5 now, or Philippians, Ephesians chapter 5 now. It it echoes some of the same sentiment. Go to verse 8, if you would. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then it says this, this statement, I love this. It says, find out what pleases the Lord. Have you made it your life's pursuit to find out what pleases the Lord? You know, maybe you've been motivated by this. I want to know what makes God angry and just stop doing the bad things. But instead, because of God's grace, we actually have the opportunity to find out what pleases God. To find out the thing that actually excites God. To find the thing that we were put on the planet for. The thing that, that, that God sees in us and then to live that out and to do that thing. God has called us out, but he's also sending us out you want to know what pleases God let me show you right here go down to verse 15 it says be careful then how you live don't be unwise but be wise and make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil you know even in lockdown you and I have an opportunity even in lockdown you and I have this incredible opportunity to make the most of this moment this day We we can't kill this time without injuring eternity. There is a a future that awaits us that is hinged on the decisions we make today. And God says, you can make the best decisions right now. Make the most of every opportunity. I remember a a number of years ago, I was speaking at a church and I wasn't typically in that city. I was there as a, a guest and that particular day as a guest, I was... I was sharing a message and as I shared that message, I noticed that there was a, a lady sitting in the room and as I spoke, she seemed very emotionally shaken. Here's how I could tell because she was crying tears, but the tears weren't like a nice looking cry. It was like ugly crying. You know what I, t- you know what I mean? Like everyone has that kind of nice looking cry that maybe is like a touching commercial they see and a single tear falls down. But then we all got that ugly cry that it's got snot and everything mixed. Well, she was crying one of those cries, kind of an ugly cry through it. they making a little bit of noise. And I was thinking, I wonder what this lady is going through right now. As I speak this message, what does it have to do with her? Have you ever been in settings like that where you feel like, man, what's being shared is just for me. And that's just the grace and the kindness of God that he would use imperfect people to, to speak from this perfect word. And it would hit us right where we are. Well, this particular day, I was preaching, sharing a story, and and as I came to a conclusion, I noticed she was still pretty shaken up. I got off the the platform, and and before the service even ended, she made her way towards me and said, "Can I talk to you?" And so I asked her. I said, "Hey, are you you doing okay?" And she said, "I, I know you." I thought, "Yeah, I mean, you just met me because I introduced myself." She said, "You know me too," and I was thinking, "Oh my goodness, I don't." I don't know you too. That, that's always like a worst fear when you get into a social setting where someone's like, Hey, and you can't remember their name. You can't remember where, where you place their face. And she said, you know me too. And I said, Oh man, I'm going to need to ask, ask you to just spark my memory. She said, no, you know me, but you wouldn't remember. She said, a, a few years ago, you were in a coffee shop. I thought, well, yeah, that sounds right. I'm in coffee shops a lot. That makes sense. She said, and I was in that coffee shop too. I said, okay, so we did we share a coffee? She said, I was in the coffee shop, and I was with some friends, and I was crying. And I, th- I thought, oh, I kind of recognize now, because I- I've been watching you cry for a while. She said, I was crying, and uh, and you came over and asked if everything was okay. And I-, I said it was fine, but it clearly wasn't. And And before you left the coffee shop, you purchased a coffee for me and my friends, and then you walked out. And honestly, as she was sharing the story, I thought, yeah, that sounds like it could be me. I do like coffee. It wouldn't be the first time that I've, I've in a moment, thought I could make a little deed of kindness and make, perhaps that little deed of kindness could make a difference. And and she said, that that act of kindness that day really changed things for me. I said, oh, that's really nice of you. Thanks for sharing that moment. She She stopped me, almost like putting up her hand, like, no, no, she goes, you don't understand what I'm saying. That was the worst day of my life, and that was one of the most profound acts of kindness I've ever encountered. And again, I said, oh, wow, hey, thanks so much. I mean, it's humbling that you would share that. And again, she raised her hand. She said, no, 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 you don't understand what I'm saying. That was the worst day. That was one of the most profound acts of kindness. But today is a pretty rough day, too. And today when I woke up and my husband and I talked about perhaps trying out a church. I prayed a prayer. I, I I walked up to the church today and I thought everyone here is probably a hypocrite. Everyone here will probably judge me. There's probably not a kind person in the room. And I said, God, if you're real, show me a sign. And then as you got up to speak, I said, That's the guy. That's someone who showed kindness. Man. At that moment, I felt bad that I hadn't remembered her face. I felt a little little bad that I had humbly just kind of, oh, thanks for sharing the story. It all of a sudden became this weighty moment of humility saying, God, I don't even remember that moment. I could have missed that moment. If not for the nudge of the Holy Spirit in that moment to do a little act of kindness that that cost nothing. It, it was so insignificant in that moment. If not for that little moment, I don't know how the rest of the story would play out. But God can use moments even like that. That's what it means when the scripture says, you'll go forth with joy, but you'll be led by peace. Do you know some of the most profound things we'll do will not be grand acts with a microphone in our hand. Some of the most profound things we do will not be these huge gestures that change the world. They'll be simple, solitary moments of kindness where we're nudged by the Spirit. And God, in the power of the Spirit, says... You used to be broken. Do you remember what that feels like? Why don't you shed some light in this circumstance? You used to be in chain. Do you remember what that feels like? As you ponder the, the kindness and the love that I've shown, has it changed you? And it's like in those little micro moments, God calls us out and sends us out. Now, I share that that story not to glorify myself. If anything, it's actually rather humbling because I always wonder how many of those moments have I missed? How many of those moments have I brushed off and been too inconvenienced for? And I'm also so humbled to think that wasn't even what I would see as the most profound thing I did that day. I'm sure of it. I probably thought that the biggest things I was doing was, was in, in my perfect hard work and all those things, and yet God was using a simple moment of kindness that would culminate years later in a moment of redemption. Jesus says this through the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, just find out what pleases me. What pleases God is that you and I would reflect His light, that we would live like called out ones, the ones who've been called out to be sent out. It says, be careful how you live, not unwise, but wise. Remember Psalm 107, it ended with, if you're wise, ponder these things, think about the love of God, let the love of God change you, and then do something with it. It says this in verse 17, now of Ephesians 5, and with this I close. It says, therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what God's will is. How crazy is that, that God actually wants you and I to know what his will is? Like his general will, of course, The the Apostle Peter says it's God's will that none should perish. Of course, it's the general will of God that, that everyone would hear the gospel. But then there's also a specific will. There's also an actual order of things that God is calling you and I to today that we would only know through a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. So he says this, don't get drunk with wine. That leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Vivid Church at home, let me speak to you right now. It is the desire of God for you to be filled with His Spirit. It's the heart of God that you and I would be filled with the power of His Holy Spirit, with the comfort and the peace and the boldness that comes with the Holy Spirit. It is the desire of God for you and I that having experienced His Spirit, there could be little moments, little moments where the Spirit nudges us into obedience and then uses those small deeds to bring about Life change in the life of someone else. If your darkness is one of wandering, it's the desire of God that you'd be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and you would proclaim how good it is to be found and settled and at home. If the darkness of your past is guilt, it's the desire of God that you'd be filled with the Holy Spirit and be able to proclaim how good freedom is and to extend that freedom to others. If you've experienced a dark past that involves the pain of rebellion, the sickness. You know how good it is to be whole and healed, and you've got a story to tell. If it's been the darkness of your past to feel distressed and beaten by the waves of life, the storms of life, then tell the story of peace and calm to the people around you who are presently experiencing the same type of storm. We've got a responsibility. It's the thing that pleases God. We can live according to wisdom by the power of the Spirit. This phrase, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting because in the way it's constructed, in the Greek language, it's first of all an imperative. It's not just a suggestion. It's actually an imperative. God is commanding you and I, you need this. You can't supplement what the Spirit brings by hard work or by knowledge. You can't supplement what the Spirit brings by just choosing to do all the right things at all the right times. You need the Spirit. Secondly, the word is plural, meaning it's for all of us. There's not a single person who, who needs the Holy Spirit more than another's. We're all desperately lost without Him. Number, number three, this word is present in its tense, meaning we continually need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember, you know, one of the first moments I experienced the power of God in my life. I was probably 10 years old and I was at a camp meeting and in a moment like that, I felt the power of God in my life, boldness to to share his story, boldness. And I understood a revelation of God's love for me. And since then, I can think of countless, countless times over and over again where I continually experience the love of God. And and it's amazing. It's been in in Canada. It's been in other countries. It's been in small gatherings and in big gatherings. It's been when I'm all by myself or God by his spirit again fills me with comfort and peace and love. And fourthly, this word is passive. In other words, it's not lazy, but it's passive, meaning we can't fill ourselves with the Spirit. It's the act of God, His outpouring love towards us, and we simply need to be prepared to receive. And so my question to you today is, are you ready to receive the power of the Spirit? It would be an overwhelming weight for God to say, you've got a story to tell, And there's a world that needs to hear it. Go get to work. It would be too much for us to bear. Too hard to care all the time. We don't have the capacity to show the same love that God has shown us. We just don't have it. Except for the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today, I want us to prepare our hearts to receive. And I'm going to dare to believe that even right now where you are, you could receive a fresh touch from God's Spirit. That you could receive a powerful outpouring of God, that he would give you boldness, that he would minister to you in peace. If you feel lost or guilty or sick or distressed, that he could call you out of that and you could experience his unfailing love. The result in Ephesians is that we'd speak to one another in hymns and songs and spiritual songs that we'd sing and make music in our hearts. So there's this joy and that we'd give thanks to God, the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.